This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined with the fabulous, doesn't come on often enough, <laughs> sex expert Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina. I just, I wish everybody would introduce me as fabulous because that it makes my day. Yeah. Do you like how I guilt you in the very two, first two seconds saying you don't come on often enough? <laughs> um, there is a, a, a book out um, that is just exploding um, and it is Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James. And I was, you know, I haven't read it, but I, I believe you have. Um, and I was just doing a little bit of research before we, we got on this podcast. And it was number one, I think, in Apple's iBooks. It was number one on Amazon. It was number one on Google's bookstore. I mean, it is, it's number one right now. And there's also the subsequent books that have come after that. And so um, I guess since you've read it, do you want to briefly explain uh, what the book Fifty Shades of Grey is about? And then we can discuss the other topics that kind of weave into that. Well, it's, it's a love story. It's, it's an erotica book that's cloaked in a love story. And it's about a, a billionaire whose name is Christian Gray. And he meets this young and innocent college girl named Anastasia. And they begin this explicit love affair, and he wants to dominate her. And she wants to be dominated, but she doesn't want to be dominated. She wants to have, uh, you know, a, a kind of a straight and narrow sex relationship but she doesn't and and there's all these complicated feelings and it's just it's so there it's an erotica book that is cloaked with this you know complicated love story and i think because it's just so such a new idea well it's not really but it seems like such a new idea that that's why it's capturing uh, a lot of women's interest okay and so you you mentioned that it's erotica. So can you explain, like, what does erotica mean? Well, if you take a look at uh, a Harlequin romance, and by the way, Steve, Harlequin romances uh, outsell every year, sell more than baseball. You know, so like the, the, the numbers are huge, huge. So, you know, if you look at Harlequin, there's always some kind of steamy, romantic love scene. An erotica book is just uh, a Harlequin on steroids. So there's a lot more steamy sex scenes, a lot more love scenes, a lot more 
of that explicit stuff going on. And so, you know, women, generally, women really get turned on by reading things. That's why Harlequin sells so well, because, you know, like, like Har- you can go into a bookstore and pick up a Harlequin, and people say, oh, it's a romance novel. Well, kind of. And, and actually, Harlequin understands this idea how popular erotica is, because they uh, came out with a brand new hotter of Harlequin series. So you can get, you know, Harlequin regular, or you can get Harlequin hotter, which have a lot more <laughs> sex scenes in them. Because women really dig that stuff. They yeah. love it. So is there, I mean, is there a difference between Harlequin and erotica then? Or is it the same? Well, I would say that, you know, generally the uh, true erotica um, goes a little bit deeper, sorry for the pun, it goes a little bit deeper into the, the sex scenes. It gets a little, little more explicit, uh, a little more graphic than a Harlequin would. Um, and, it, and it explores fantasies that perhaps a Harlequin wouldn't. Okay. But I've, I've read a couple... I read a couple of my sister loves Harlequin and she's given me some of the the hotter Harlequins and I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> that's really hot wow really wow look at that so you know the Harlequin is kind of pushing the envelope but it's not it's not as as much as as an erotica okay and and um, so this is really taking um, a, the female readers by storm. Uh, and all of a sudden there's all this controversy over it, and we'll get to that in a second, but is, is this different than porn for men? Well, in my viewpoint, men like to generally uh, like to look at new pictures of women, and women don't understand it, and so, you know, men like to look at new pictures to read erotica, and they're both, you know, in their own way, they're both visual. So for me... Uh, there's no difference between a woman sitting down and reading a book like Fifty Shades of Grey and a man opening up a Playboy and looking at a new picture. Although, for some reason, it's it's acceptable for women to read this erotica more so than it is for a man to open up a, a Playboy or you know a nudie a nudie magazine. And I and I really don't understand why that is, Steve. You know why why it is like why one's okay and why why one's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that um, people just accept it because guys are guys and women are held to a, I don't want to say a higher standard, but perhaps a different standard than men? Do you think that's it? I just think men generally understand, you know, and they're a little more easygoing when it comes to this sort of thing. So, you know, whereas women, for some reason, not all women, but a lot of women are just a little more uptight with the guy looking at porn, the guy, you know, men would say, oh, she's getting looking at porn. She's mm-hmm. being too late. Good for her, you know, whereas women don't have that same kind of mentality, generally. Not all women, sure. generally speaking. Um, okay, so the, the Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, so what's what's the big deal? Like, why are people, why, why has this become such a controversial book? Well, I think the big reason is it's dabbling in the world of BDSM, uh, which is bondage, domination, sadomasochism. So this whole idea of fantasy, sometimes it's hard for people to accept. So we understand when we read a Harlequin novel that we are going to read some sex scenes. 
However, when we get into the realm of fantasy, where women are having fantasy, they're, they're like we're living out of fantasy, we're, we're going into that gray area that people just kind of aren't, don't really understand. And, and so there's a, you know, when, when we don't understand something, we tend to push back. Now, add on to this idea of going into the realm of fantasy, we are putting on top of that this idea of BDSM. So, you know, so the Christian wants to dominate this young, innocent, virgin girl and dominate her, and she, she is his submissive. All of a sudden, we're crossing the lines of what a lot of people feel is morally correct. So I understand how, you know, people are really uncomfortable with this idea because they might see it as he is harming her or, or this is a harmful type of fantasy. When in reality, when you take a look at the, the world of BDSM, there's lots of rules around how to conduct yourself. There's, you know, it's a very, very safe place to be. But the average person doesn't understand that. So, you know, when you first, at first glance, when you take a look at this book and it's about BDSM and it's a fantasy, people are like, oh my goodness, that's just crazy. And isn't she being harmed? Is it, and, you know, isn't that degrading to women? When in fact, you know, it's, it's not the case at all. So, so I think this is the first time we've actually talked about BDSM. Could, could you just kind of describe you know, we're, we're being kind of vague about fantasy and dominating. Can you describe what that would actually entail? So with BDSM, you, there's usually somebody who's called a top, and the top is the, the person who is the dominator. And the dominator, you know, uh, gives orders and tells the person what to do. So, um, you know, come, come here and kiss me on the lips or come here and do this to me. So the, so the, the top gives orders to the submissive, and the submissive is, is to do whatever they are told. Now, the interesting thing about this is um, a lot of women have these type of fantasies. So when, when women are, you know, when they list off their top ten fantasies, or even top five fantasies, in, in that top five would be, being dominated by somebody. And this is especially true, interestingly enough, this is especially true uh, for women who uh, have, you know, a lot of responsibility. So, you know, corporate jobs, big, big responsibility. The more a, a woman feels she has to control and be responsible, the more her fantasies are of, of being you know, submissive, being controlled by somebody else. Now, mm -hmm. this this is kind of this kind of is a is a mind warp for people. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, we're feminists. We don't want to be dominated. Why would women have that kind of fantasy? Well, we do. It's good and it's natural. So, so um, with feeding at them, somebody is dominating, telling the person what to do. The other person is being submissive, and they act out um, their fantasy. So the thing, what happens generally, is the dom, the top, and the bottom. They they talk about what they're going to do. For their play, and then they act it out. And if things get out of control, they have what's called a safe word. And the safe word is to stop things immediately. And the safe word might be something like parrot or candle. Like it's a, a, a word that's completely unrelated to sex, so that as soon as you hear that word, you understand, oh, parrot, oh, we've got to stop right mm -hmm. now. 
and you and you act out this fantasy, and and in acting it out, it brings a lot of um, intense, intense feelings of uh, of um, erotica and sensuality, and people get really, really turned on by this. And I and it makes a lot of sense to me that when you're building an erotica story, that you want to have these this buildup of play between two people. And the thing about BDSM, like these two people, the top and the bottom, they've discussed what they are going to do beforehand. So everything is agreed upon. They're they're going they are consensual adults. They want to do this. So, you know, um so I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about BDSM. It's like it's consensual play. It, it, the people are both getting turned on by doing their own roles. And and this is played out in the book Fifty Shades of Grey. So, so it's consenting, and it's not something being forced upon another person where they aren't able to stop it. The, you mentioned the safe words and everything. And and is, is that, I mean, is that why people? Well, let me move forward. So, do you think this type of erotica then is is harmful to women? And if not, why is the media? Uh, making such a big deal of it. You had a, a really great blog post talking about this and you linked to a video of the Today Show and um, some really prominent <laughs> uh, media personalities that talk a lot about sex did have an issue with this book and BDSM and explicitly said they thought it was harmful to women. Be talking about Dr. Drew Pinsky. Let's I, just say his name. Dr. I am. Drew All right, we're call, we're calling Dr. Drew out. Dr. Drew, what's up, man? Yeah, why why does he think it's harmful? Yeah, you know, I I was I was really shocked, and I don't mean to be melodramatic about this, but I was really shocked that Dr. Drew Pinsky he has a, a sex radio show, a long-standing sex radio show. He's had several sex TV shows, um, and he is like he came out. And said, you know, it was a it was a harmful book. And then he appeared on another television show with his wife, and his wife loved the book. Yeah. And he trotted out the word pathology. So this is a pathology. You know what's going on in this book is you know pathological. And and you know it was just like, are you kidding me? So I I really I'm really disappointed that he is taking this stand against the book. And I, and, but if you take a look, you know, at, at the other people, other sexologists like Dr. Laura Berman or um, Dr. Logan Legskoff, you know, they are prominent sexologists and they're saying this book is great. So I guess it's just a, uh, you know, my word against your word. And, you know, the thing is, Steve, I've gone on to Amazon and you might have too, and I've looked at the reviews on this book and people either love it or hate it. And I'm, and I'm sure it has to do with this, you know, this idea that it's a fantasy cloaked in DDSM. You're either going to really like this thing about being dominated or you're not. So, but the thing about erotica is uh, there's so much m- more storylines to erotica. There's like for every, you know, erotica is just fantasy. So, I mean, there's thousands of different fantasy ideas. This just happens to be one of them. And it is not like this idea of, this fantasy is, you know, when you read it, it's not harmful to women. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make people go out and n- create harm to women. I think it's just the media, they don't, generally, like, the media is not sexed, um, schooled in sex. 
they don't understand what BDSM is, and so they automatically assume that it's harmful to women. But it's not. And I, you know, and I'm just, I'm, I'm sad that, you know, with a prominent figure like Dr. Drupinski, uh, he he came out against it. Like it just, anyways, I'm, I'm not going to go on and on, but it's just, <laughs> I'm very disappointed. I'm just I mean, this is the thing that, um, and this argument always bothers me no matter what medium you're talking about, and you hear this about movies, you hear it about video games, violence in movies or video games is going to cause people to commit violence, and I, and I don't know, I just, I've never been a backer of that, and I don't believe, I believe, yeah, if we're inundated constantly, um, it might I don't know, make your mindset so where something becomes more acceptable, but I don't think people see something and then immediately act upon it. And your your point being that people don't understand that BDSM isn't harmful, where he is, I guess his argument is, it is har- a harmful thing. Well, the thing is, he, he understands, like I'm sure, he understands what BDSM is. Sure. And I'm sure he understands all the facets to be, and he is still saying that this is harmful, so I just don't know where he's getting off. Mm, okay. <laughs> so what's your best advice to women who then are curious uh, but don't know what they would like? In erotica? Well, you know what? There's a lot of uh, websites that have erotica on them. In fact, my website, I carry uh, some uh, a fellow his name is Richard K. Monroe. I have some erotica stories by him on my website, trinareed.com. And they're pretty, like, they're great. I think they're they're perfect if you haven't read erotica and you just want to dip your toe in. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, like, if you don't know where to start, just go to the bookstore and get a hot harlequin or go online and just type in erotica. There's a lot of sites that have free erotic stories and just find out if it's something for you and find you know the the kind of storyline that you like you know one of my favorite stories to tell in a seminar is uh, one mom that I know she's got you know she's got a lot of kids and young kids and when it's time to have sex with her husband she just goes to her ensuite pulls a book out of the the bottom of her um, drawer Uh from her cabinet and, and starts reading this erotica, you know, a couple pages of erotica, and she's good to go. I mean, she she understands that that's a great way for her to move her mind from her, move herself from her mind into her body, and it gets her juiced up, and, and she's good. And, uh, you know, I, and, you know it's, I wish all things could just be that simple. I think if women started reading more erotica, they would find that they were more in the mood a lot more often because it is titillating it does get our sensual juices flowing and there's nothing wrong with that it's it's, it's in fact it's all it's a very very good thing so i think women should read a lot more erotica and be titillated a lot more often you know and i you know it's, it's fun and it's well if you're on the internet it's free and it's and it's good and it's healthy so let's do it more let's read erotica <laughs> and, it's 50 shades. and if 50 shades of gray isn't your thing that's perfectly fine too but find something that is so yeah. it's good it's fun it's a fun novel and i you know just don't, don't just ignore all the media hysteria 
<laughs> so, so I mean, we're, we're talking too also uh, two different things here. We're talking about reading erotica, and then we've also been kind of talking about uh, acting, acting it out with the BDSM. Um, is there? Do you have any recommendations for people to make that leap of, you know, I've I've read I've read this book or I've read some erotica and this sounds really great to me. I want to give it a shot. Do you have any resources or tips? I mean, you you talked about the safe word earlier on. You know, where else would people find those rules that you were talking about? Yeah, so there are sites on the internet uh, that that are about BDSM, and in fact, there are organized organized clubs called Munches. I don't know why we call these <laughs> clubs Munches. Like it's the silliest name, but they're called Munches, and they and uh, Munches are um, you can meet at a munch i've been to a munch and it was very fun um but you can most major cities have munches and you can just go onto the internet and and type in munch or bdsm and there are clubs and and you know they give the rules and and give the explanations you know like the thing is the most unlikely people you think are really interested in bdsm but because it's so controversial they are still underground but i think if you like it you really really like it and there's a you know a big community who who will support you and help you figure it all out and mm-hmm. you know all you have to do is just type it into the internet okay and one of the things that uh dr drew um I'm, that's right i'm going back there again uh, one of the things that Dr. Drew mentioned, and and you brought it up, that he said there's a pathology to this whole thing. And in one of the th- videos that I watched, he mentioned how people who participate in this also have had some sort of um, abuse done to them in the past. Do you, do you not buy that? Or, I mean, can people not have had abuse done to them in the past and still enjoy this kind of thing? I don't know where he got his data from. Like, like I was astonished when he said that, because he has, as far as I know, Steve, he has no data. I'm, like, I'm sure there is somebody in the world who likes PDSM, who's had harm done to them when they were a child. Like, I'm sure. not saying that's not true. Yeah. But I, I don't know where he got his data. I think he was just pulling it out of his arse. Pardon me for saying that, because I don't have a clue where he got that information from. Mm, okay. Like I was just like I was just I was holding my hand over my mouth, going, "Oh my dear God, <laughs> I can't believe he just said that." Like, but but I didn't want to bring it up because it makes me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know we're trying to we're trying to break down some barriers here and give people a full, complete understanding of why people are you know up in arms over this thing. So I I yeah. think that offers a more clear picture. Okay. Um, Anything else you want to add before we wrap this bad boy up? Well, just I'll just reiterate that I think every woman should read some erotica at least once in her life, and just just to feel, just to see how it feels. It's nice to feel warm and tingly down there. You know, <laughs> just try it. It's so much fun, and that's all I have to say. And if and by the way, if you don't like it, you can just close the book, right? And if you, yeah, you can just close the book. um well okay so we will we will hit the pause button here um and you know 
maybe we'll come back to this at another time uh, because this seems to be an extremely hot topic right now. Um, so if if you guys are uh, listening to this and you and you want to weigh in, shoot us an email, post something on our Facebook page, or send us a tweet, um, and uh, we'll you know we're interested to hear what you have to say. And so uh, we're gonna wrap it up. So I want to thank you once again, Trina, for your time. Thank you, Steve. It's always fun. And uh, before we go, I want to remind everybody, uh, you are listening to Dr. Trina Reed, who has a doctorate in human sexuality. Uh, She is also an international speaker and offers free sex tips, and you can sign up for her newsletter at bestsextipsever.com. She mentioned it during this podcast. Uh, Her main website, which is chock full of really great experts, videos, blogs, articles, all sorts of great stuff. Erotica is uh, trinareed.com. You can also follow Trina on Twitter. She is always tweeting lots of really great things at Dr. Trina Reed. Um, I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. And uh, I I just realized this. I was changing my avatar the other day, Trina. And uh, I, I never look at how many followers I have. I never look at how many times I've tweeted, none of that stuff. But I just so happened to be changing my avatar, just cleaning it up a little bit and noticed that I had 9,999 tweets. And so I was, Oh my God. Yeah. I was just oh about to crack the 10,000 tweet barrier. And Oh my gosh. It was shocking to me because I know I, I go on Twitter every day and I tweet, I try to be good and tweet throughout the day and stay in touch with people but yeah over i'm now well over ten thousand tweets and i was i was blown away so (laughs) if you are looking for information i i will i will tweet you back (laughs) you can bet on that so uh give us a look there and trina's got some really great uh information on her facebook page and we try to also help promote that on our facebook page And, uh, of course, past podcasts, past articles, um, blogs, everything's on hitchedmag.com. So um, I think that's about all the plugs I can squeeze in for this week. So uh, one last time, thanks again, Trina. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.